Well, if I get to do this on my patio. Oh. Not my elbow cracking chat. Hold on. Oh my god, that's gonna come up bad. Alright. What is that noise? Oh. Y'all, I'm recording this thing on my patio today because there's like some like conference thing that's been going on in my clubhouse now. And then just everybody and their mother just been trying to use that shit. Like what in the actual fuck? Like that's my vibe. And then the actual conference room. Oh yeah, I'm going to hit my babies. The actual conference room is under construction. So there's that as well, right? So we're going to do this thing live from my patio, and we're just going to get this thing cracking in three, two, one. Yeah, chunky look like money, smell like cookies and cologne. I done caught up, got my dog, came a long way on my own. I ain't had no hand out. I ain't need it, I ain't asking. Now that shit is made down. You could get it, that's a casket. I don't pay the grim. I get paid for grim. Sure, work or bring that paper in. Be the paper man, keep a burner. It's the cream or the crack. I got green, I got drop. Swear I only fought the once, but she fiend in a lot. The return of Macavelli, like I'm speaking the pot. Pockets on me, it ain't heavy. Niggas said he's speaking a lot. Hey, what's good, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Two Cents Later. <laughs> Let me fix my gloss real quick. But I'm your girl. You ready to be? I got a lot going on right now, y'all. If you're watching on visuals, I'm just doing a lot right now. And this is gloss, like, y'all, having kids. I ain't going to go too hard on my kids right now because I do want to talk about some stuff that has to do with kids. So, But little girls will use all your makeup like, and without a care in the world. But being that I'm on my patio, I do get to puff puff past this shit. So don't mind. Oh, my God. I got a little thing right there. But mm. right in the fucking mic. But um, welcome to Two Cents Later, y'all. I'm your girl, You Ready B. If you are jo- joining me for the first time, welcome. If not, um, welcome back, baby. I appreciate you. And thank you for everybody who has signed up for the Patreon. And yeah, that shit has been fire. I got some shit coming out for that as well. I'm doing this thing called Podcast Playlist where you're going to get... Um, oh, my God, please... I'm so sorry for this audio adventure today, baby. But we are going to be doing, well, I'm going to be doing podcast playlists where pretty much each podcast is going to share a theme and just going to be playing a bunch of songs. So I did that last night. It was such a vibe. I went on live as well. Had so much fun doing that. And, um... But like I was saying, like every my clubhouse is packed today and my schedule is packed. And this is kind of the only time for me to 
get this episode out. I'm going to see how I feel about it. If not, it just might be a mini episode because as y'all can see, there it's fucking cars. I live by an airport. There's just a lot going on. But with my new machine that I got, hopefully it cancels out a lot of that shit, you know? So this episode, um, I want to start with my two cents for the week. My two cents for the week is if you are doing this podcast thing, just try to find a point, like a couple of spots where you can record because sometimes you'll end up like me, SOL. And not that I'm really SOL because I can record it later at night, but I know after I teach tonight, I'm not going to want to do that shit. Like, I'm not going to want to record. And I don't want to just give out some, like, fucking lazy-ass energy and all of that mid-ass shit. Like, we're not doing that. Like, this is going to have to suffice for this episode. And then I just have to get on a different schedule. But my two cents is always just have a backup plan when you are planning on doing something, you know? Me, I kind of, like, was, like, you know, using my clubhouse because, one, we pay a lot of rent here, and, two, like, it, no one really uses it, but all of a sudden, everybody and their mother wants to use the clubhouse. So it is what it is. It is what it is. So um, other than that, I want to, before we get into some topics today, because there's a lot that I want to get into, I watched this uh this movie on Netflix it was kind of like a documentary called um the girl in the picture and that shit honestly had me fucked up and one thing about me that I was proud of myself was because I was putting pieces together before they even had to tell me certain shit like that shit was just screaming mad red flags but um if you haven't seen it spoiler alert it's called the girl in the picture and it's about it's a crime that you can look up. The guy is still, I think he's on on um, serving life for like death row or some shit like that. But pretty much it's a man who was on the run and a fugitive for over 17 years. He pretty much meets a woman and kidnaps one of her daughters. He kidnapped one of her daughters out of, like, three. She had, like, four, three or four daughters, and he takes the eldest one. And pretty much she couldn't take care of her kids, and it was just a mess. Shorty was a mess. Her, her, the, the children's father were, was, in the, was in the war for Vietnam, and he was away, came back super messed up, and they weren't clicking. She met a man while he was away, and... So be it. The man she ends up meeting is a complete fucking psychopath and um, ends up kidnapping one of her daughters. Ends up raising the daughter as his own. Is just like It's just a twisted-ass story. He's like sexually assaulting the girl, but she's calling. she knows him as her father. He ends up still being a criminal throughout this whole entire process and is making... He ends up being a criminal still throughout this entire process of him, like, living 
on the run with a kidnapped child. Mind you, his record before that was disgusting um, with kidnapping, sexual assault, all of that stuff like that. He ends up marrying the girl that he's raising as his daughter. And it's just a whirlwind of just like craziness. But people were just, as she's introduced, people have known her under all these other aliases. So people are just, throughout the show, it's them trying to figure out who the girl actually really was in real life and what happened to her son. Because he ends up kidnapping her son and... He's prostituting the girl. Like, it was a lot that he was doing to this girl. And she was no more than 20 when she died. Like, sick, sick shit. So, that just had me thinking, like, more than anything, just be super careful who you have your children around. I think it's super easy for people to move out of emotion, move out of hurt, move out of I'm just trying to move on and yada, yada, yada. And that's all fine and dandy. But a lot of the times the people that you tend to surround yourself in those vulnerable moments, you aren't using the best judge of character, especially like, I don't know, like sometimes it's just going off of a feeling. And I was reading something about like, as humans, us being attracted to danger and us having a chemical, uh, a chemical attraction to things that may seem to bring some type of fear, danger, or mischief into our lives. We're attracted to that, right? So it's just kind of like, especially in those weak moments, I feel like we become super attracted to that. And that's me speaking from experience. I've known in some of my most vulnerable moments, I kind of dealt with things and people that I shouldn't, shouldn't have, and that didn't deserve my time or energy. And I think it's something that just with everyone just putting such an emphasis on how mentally unstable they are and how mentally effed up they are and things like that. I just feel like there should just be a more awareness of who you're bringing your children around, um, vetting out who you're allowed watching your children, vetting out um, who your children are going to, whose house your children are going to, all that, I was never allowed, I don't know about y'all, but my parents really wasn't with that, like, spending the night shit, like, at people's house. Like, I wasn't really able to spend the night at too many people's house. I can only really count my one friend, like, Amanda at the time. Shout out to you, Amanda. Um, my mom grew up with her mother, so she she allowed me to go over there, but there weren't really many places. And as I got older... Um, like teenagers, I would go spend the night at like my homegirls and I was like, but even still, like there were some times that I've spent the night at some people's houses that some of their family members were extremely questionable, you know what I mean? And extremely inappropriate and extremely just predatory, you know? So just be extremely careful. It puts me as just like in a real, like, uh, just be careful because it just puts me in a real place as a mother, like, oh my gosh, like, 
God forbid that this is one of my children or they're witnessing this at a friend's house or anything like that. Like, that shit is scary and I'm willing to go to jail and just know that for motherfucking sure. I said what I said. Okay. But um, before we get into anything else, I'm going to play some bops for y'all. How am I feeling? I said that I wanted to give this man his flowers because... I haven't done it on here, and I don't know why the fuck why. Let me let me start with one of my one of my favorite one of my favorites. Hold on, let me even see if I'm on the goddamn Bluetooth. But yeah, y'all, if y'all know me, one of my favorite artists. Is from the West Coast. I'm obsessed with his music. Except obsessed with his whole vibe. And um, we gonna start with a little bit of a vibe with him. Let's go. Hey. YG four hundred. Let's go. How much time do you got for a rich nigga? I need action, more relaxing, and the bitch knows you're nasty, so she can divide her legs on his dick like a fraction. Right, right, left, hit her with that right, left. I got that best sugar, I don't need no pipe test. My dick work, girl, I don't need no mic check, no pennies on. I can see your pussy through that white dress. I ain't tripping, baby girl, make that money. Cause if I fuck her right, she just might get some tummy and better get. Fuck on me for better sex, I know all the right spots to keep that punani wet. Shit like that, hey, you know I buy you that Chanel, right? I know, hey, shout out to you, big papa. <laughs> I'm a Pisces, she's a Taurus. Hey, he can't afford it. What? But I could explore. Hey, your tongue out and legs cocked up like Jordan. She just wanna strip and make a million, bro. She can get rich and feed the children. She ain't got no ass shots or shit real. Gotta check it in with me like I was a pill. I hate makeup, I hate broke hoes. I can't talk to you, bitch. I ain't so show. What a bad bitch is that? Let me know though. I can send his dick your way, baby. Post off. Is it Britney? Hey, where the ghetto bitches at? Quisha and Saida. She dances for them dollars cause she don't know no better. She from the hood, so she know how to throw a bad girl. Girl, you know you look funny, shit, right? And all about you, that's your nail, right? You know I fuck you like a fresh shot, girl, right? And if you cheat it, I'm gonna make that ass go. So 
talking about putting on ride now. Glocks in my mind's house, front you with that work. I done put the niggas work. He say want that head up, but we don't fight fair, bruh. Catch you slipping from your backside, then knock you out. Ace gon' stump you out, then Buddha gon' stump you out. Mama ever see you with a busted eye and busted mouth? Nah, Millie poking out, four fizzy poking out. Death Row days, show you what this West Coast about. I die for my motherfucking nigga. Jump in front of bullet for my motherfucking nigga. Understand, I lie for my motherfucking nigga. Rob a bank, I drive for my motherfucking nigga. Real talk, I don't really fuck with too many niggas. Cause niggas drop a dime on you like a couple the remix is so fire. To the bank, like the fucking money tickle, dropping something that you ain't. Top off, suck a nipple. And, and I never put a hoe before my bro. Don't be put on a hoe. And my niggas sell them keys if you can't open your door. Hope you buy from my motherfucking niggas. When it rains, it pours, it's dry for me and my fucking niggas. Yeah, I kill for my motherfucking niggas. Vice versa, eyes red from the cush, eye blue. White, White person got my middle finger on the trigger and with my little finger to you niggas. I swear it's fuck all y'all niggas. Except my niggas Said it on the ride for my motherfucking nigga Most likely I'ma die with my finger on the trigger I've been grinding that side out there with my niggas And I ain't going in, that's a little My nigga, my nigga, my nigga My nigga, my nigga My nigga, my nigga I was gonna skip Meek verse, but I let it rock My nigga, my nigga That's rude you catch me at Chicago with the motherfucking hitters. Call around no number nine, little duck to bring the trigger. And when we on the lead, we ain't fucking with the liquor. I'm gonna buy a hundred bottles just to give it to the bitches. Hey, he, he, he like all my bitches. Cause you see the way I ball, how my wrist and that be lit up. Catch you at the red light, have them screaming, can't get up. Say they never from the bottom, man, the damn thing changed. Cut me out, kind of screaming money in the thing. And the red moves saying, looking like I claim blood. Then I know it ain't love Why did this my nigga Cause I been in the field life on the line with him And if it's really real why I'll probably die with him Cause when I need them troubles I just tell Doc Hit him up Said it on my ride for my motherfucking nigga Most likely I'ma die with my finger on the trigger I been grinding that side out there with my nigga Y'all gonna have to vibe out with me for a little bit My nigga, my nigga, my nigga Hey, hey My nigga, my nigga $250,000 for a verse, nigga. I, I, I don't know, is it me or is she thirst, nigga? nigga? Niggas ain't got no joints. Like the injured Chris Paul, you ain't got no point. I just come through with a couple bossy bitches. They get money too, they some don't cross me bitches. Flossy bitches, Sergio Rossi bitches. And if we at the game, then it's Flossy bitches. Hey, I, 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 I ride for my bitches. I'm so fucking rich, I cop rides for my bitches. Dollar menu fries, apple pies, other bitches. I Drop a freestyle and get a rise out of bitches. Bitches, my bitches. I need a nigga with some different strokes. Top bridges. Shout out to my main bitches and my side bitches. Need a nigga with some good neck, eye stretches. My I said it on my ride for my motherfucking nigga. Most likely I'ma die with my finger on the trigger. I've been grinding that side out there with my nigga. Got YG with me, so don't get stomping. Yeah, I know I got one more for y'all. I got one more. I got one more. Then I'm out of here. One more. 
We're about to get started, y'all. If I put it any closer, she'll be riding in the cockpit. Took it to Benny Hanna. She, she can't, can't even hold the chopstick. She put her face down and hold that ass up like a hostage. Oh my God, I'm in love with a porn star. I'm in love with a porn car. They both topless. I done tricked off a gold rolly wristwatch. Man, I'm tired of dealing with these hoes, but my dick not. So I'ma make me that 7-Eleven pit stop. She leaned over like I love you. I'm just like, bitch, stop. Yo, shout out to Janae and Big Sean. Congrats, y'all. Hell yeah, it's my one eight anniversary, bitch. I'ma start off in LA. Hey, I got a bridge to Shantae. She never rhymed, not dickin' ever since then. She ain't been the worst for Christmas break. She like fuckin' in the backseat. I knew your whole life fuckin' in a taxi. Hold up, always hangin' with the math least. I ain't trippin', she like tricks, so I leave that to the math least. Might fly to Atlanta and take a trip. Hold up, it's whole heaven, all the bad bitches strip. I got a bitch that workin' honest I got a hook on the dick like it's finest I got a Philly bitch always playin' me Shit, my ass say I'ma go and put me on a leash then I'm finna fly to Japan in a couple weeks That mean I'm finna have some foreign land in my shit I got a fire red bone who go all night long She like a ass suited up in a face down She like a ass suited up in I had to have a little YG appreciation. I feel like I haven't done that. If y'all know me, I, I love me some YG. Um, but what I want to get started. Let's get it started. Huh? Now, what? Oh, make that's makeup on my hand. That looks like a big old poopy thing. Um, I'm smack. But <laughs> what should we call? Let's start with this stupid shit real quick. I think it's super annoying because I feel like they're trying to do this with this whole um, 
your man is supposed to pay for all my friends and yada, yada, yada for my birthday dinner. And I think the same thing with the fucking shit with the whole, oh, if my baby, you were supposed to buy for all six of my kids shit. Like, I really think, like, y'all are, like, doing a lot of dumb shit to go viral, but it's also causing a lot of dumbass arguments in our community that don't need to be had. Like, that don't even, that aren't even relevant, that shouldn't even, like, be a topic of fucking conversation. Like, and it's just so, like, why are we so focused on making each other look broke, like, as a culture? Like, I'm not even going to say a man thing because I don't want y'all to think that I'm always caping for niggas. Um, But I just feel like as a culture, we are so focused on making the next person look broke or, like, they don't have or they have less than you, yada, yada, yada. And I just feel like if you were focused on yourself, like, none of that shit would really matter. And if you were happy with yourself, none of that shit would really matter. However, that don't be the case with most people. And, like, living in this weird-ass, like, comparison era where you're using, like, fucking social media posts and uh, just TikToks and dumbass shit like that to validate how you you're supposed to live your life or how you're supposed to be treated. Um, some shit, most of the, most of the advice on the internet, I would say is a crock of shit. Like a lot of these like little viral arguments and, uh, I don't even know what to call them. Like these little clips of people just having these stupid ass debates and you could see the, the act like that last one with the girl with her birthday and all the stuff like that. Oh, you supposed to pay for my friends, yada yada. You could see the bullshit in her eyes. Like it looks so rehearsed, and all these a lot of this shit is rehearsed on the internet. So don't think that I think that it's not. But I just feel like when it comes to shit like that, like why are we doing this? And who is logically paying for you and eighteen of your friends? Like. I don't, I personally wouldn't even want somebody to pay for 18 pictures. Like, the fuck is this? Like, what is this? Niggas don't even pay for all of their members at a fucking, all your family. You paying for 18 niggas to eat for dinner? Like, that's just, your family members? Like, nah, we not doing that. Like, that's just, that's just a lot. And to put that expectation on a person is weird as fuck to me. And I could even understand, I can even understand if it was, like, you and maybe even just, like, two of your girlfriends, you know? But, um, also, know who the fuck you're with. Like, if you're with a nigga that can afford to pay for 18 of your bitches, then cool. But you're not gonna have fucking Antoine, who's just getting his foot wet in his career and is only making, you know, $80,000 a year pay for you and all your homegirls. Like, that just doesn't make any kind of sense and you should get better friends because your friends shouldn't even want that from your nigga that's weird as fuck to me like why would i want my man my friend's nigga to go pay for all of that food for us like that's some real i don't know that's the shit that i don't agree with you know what i mean like i said in the last podcast there's certain things that like 
that you should be able to do and there's certain things that are just completely ridiculous. Like, why the fuck do you even want 18 people at a birthday dinner anyway? That's a fucking party. That's not a dinner. That's a party. That was something you had to, you actually have to probably um, have a prefix menu for, bitch. Like, that shit is not even, like, that shit just sounds so fucking dumb. But to each their own or find your nigga that can pay for you and 18 bitches to go to dinner. It's giving very much Dubai. It's giving very much... Uh, big papa, sugar daddy, big, big sugar daddy. Cause I don't even think, I don't know. Niggas, if y'all, who's paying for 18 pictures to go to dinner? I don't even think a nigga, like, I think niggas don't have a problem. I don't, I don't have a problem with you spending money on me. I really, you spending money on my friends is not a fucking necessity. That's weird as fuck to me. Like, and for your friends to be sitting there, I would have been like, girl, he don't even have to do all that. Like, nah, it's your birthday. Like, we all here to celebrate you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, to just come somewhere thinking you're about to eat on somebody else's dime is fucking weird. Um, Especially a nigga, you're not fucking. Like, you're not even fucking him. Like, you're not fucking him. So I don't, I don't get how you're obligated to anything. Like, and what if you've never even met this nigga before? Like, some of y'all, what if y'all, this is the first time you ever met this nigga is at this dinner? Is y'all met tonight for the very first time? He's supposed to pay for you. Like, um, it's a little bit weird, but to each their own. But I do think that please don't get caught up in these false ass clickbait ass arguments that they're putting on the fucking Internet. It's just it's just doing a lot. And it's just it's just stupid as fuck to me. And it's so rehearsed, and it's it's becoming blatantly obvious. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got one. And Shorty was mad because she's like, you know, I didn't even get anything from that. Like, what? He made you do this dumb shit for what? Like, uh, to each their own. Y'all do anything for clout on the internet? Hold up real quick. Hold up. I think I played it before. Did I? They do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. They sure do. But um, other than that, I do want to talk about, oh, God, this stupid-ass Sesame Street shit. Like, what annoys me is just kind of like, first of all, it starts off with Rosita, right? And Rosita is supposed to be a Latin character on she on, on the show, right? She has an accent. She has all that good shit. And you are supposed to be displaying some type of diversity on this show. So for you to be the kickoff of the, like, fucking prejudice or racist character is fucking wild to me. That's one. Two, for you to be working at a place that is supposed to be bringing children joy and displaying prejudice towards children you're a sick fuck. Like, you're sick as fuck. And what kills me is that, like, <laughs> if you peep, it's all the mid-ass character. It's always, it's like the D-list celebrities of Sesame Street that are all out here being fucking rude. Like, it's not even, like, Elmo or Abby or anybody like that. It's the fucking, it's the fucking, um... Uh, Murray's and the birds and Rosita and 
Y'all fucking whack-ass characters that are out here in these costumes being miserable, being fucking racist and prejudiced towards kids on who you're choosing to interact with. That's, like, where they do that? Like, first of all, I will say, though, if you ever have been to Sesame Street, that Sesame Place in Pennsylvania, that shit is ghetto as fuck. Like, the the surrounding area is ghetto as fuck. Uh, so I can only imagine the motherfucker that's in that costume in the first fucking place. Like, I want, I need all these people to be demasked. Like, like the mass singers, take it off, take it off, take it off. Demask these motherfuckers and let us know exactly who it is that are under these costumes. Because I, we need to know. We need to know who these motherfuckers are. Because I could picture just some fucking weird ass hillbilly underneath that shit just being fucking weird as hell one tooth motherfucker just finding shits and giggles out of it being cute to be prejudiced towards black kids you get what i'm saying like that shit is weird the one where the kid where they pretty much like knocked the kid over where she pretty much knocked the kid over with like the the belly like that shit is just unnecessary like it seems premeditated it seems like you're getting a sick kick out of it Waving the kids off, smacking the kids. Like, yo, y'all better than me because, yo, like I said, for my kids, I'm willing to go to jail. The thing about that is cute. And what I don't like is that, like, before Sesame Place offered an apology, they offered an excuse. So it's just kind of, like, insensitive and just, like, I just feel like, I just feel like, Y'all needed to do better from the jump. Y'all needed to be apologetic from the jump. Y'all needed to um, still reach out to the mother because the manager told her to call her. The mother called her. She left a message. The lady never called her back. There hasn't been any communication. There hasn't been any real apology. There hasn't been any of that. You know what I mean? Now, when that shit is called Little Black Girl's Place, um, y'all gonna be in real trouble once they sue the shit out of sue the fucking pants off of y'all, yo. Like, this shit is so disgusting. And for a show that sits up there and uh, preaches things like inclusiveness, like, um, not not being racist. They have the little racist. They have the little girl on there that they brought. You know, my skin is like a dark, dark color, like a chestnut. Huh? They brought a little black girl onto the show a little muppet girl on the show who was black they brought a girl who's autism on there they brought you know a whole bunch of uh span kids who are of um spanish descent on there Uh, they they did all of that they did all that latin descent excuse me they did all of that so i just feel like that training should be embedded in your characters from the jump you should have a code of contact conduct that is embedded from the motherfucking jump like there should be no if ands buts about that shit there should be no blurred lines on how you're supposed to come in here and treat these kids there should be there there should be like when you go to disneyland like the service the joy in their heart to just like make kids have the best day of their freaking life like it is unmatched it is unmatched and i get that it's just it's sesame place and it's completely different but it's really not though like who's to say that elmo the elmo doesn't have just as big as an influence on kids that uh mickey mouse does you get what i'm saying so it's just kind of like that should be an experience where kids are leaving their their happiest and they're just fulfilled from 
top to bottom with joy and just leaving there with a sugar high, a character high, just happy high and just tired as hell from just being so overwhelmed of fucking bliss. That's what that experience should be. It shouldn't be anything of that ghetto ass sort. Now, if as a mother, somebody or as a father, somebody chose to smack the shit out of Burt back, then what the fuck do we do here? Now what do we do? Now I get arrested because I choose to smack the shit out of your character too. And I chose to uh, fucking belly bump this motherfucker too. No. Now it gets real ghetto because there's people like there out there like myself that take it that far. Because especially when it comes to your fucking kids. That shit is disgusting. And to see all those videos of people sharing the same exact experience, the same exact experience of pure disgustingness. Shit, Rosita was the fucking worst. She just was like, no, bitch. She might as well just gave them the middle finger. Fucking Bert smacked the kid. The fucking other one is going to belly bump the kid. Yo, yeah, I did a lot. And it's disgusting, and it's, it's it's out of order. It's so out of order. And Sesame Place, you should be extremely ashamed of yourself for not taking immediate action and trying to rectify that situation with that family and the other families that stepped forth saying that they had that same experience. And for that, like, y'all could go straight to hell. Like, damn, y'all going to have y'all brand. How y'all going to fuck up the Sesame Street bag? What the fuck? Like, that's that that's too much for me that was that was just it's just disgusting to watch i can't even those videos the faces on those kids of shock of sadness of disappointment and it's just like y'all can teach all these other things when can y'all embed y'all want to embed y'all want to embed all this uh lgbtq stuff in the kids y'all want to embed all this other shit when are we going to embed not being fucking racist. When are we going to embed that in society? When are we going to incorporate that in society? When are we going to tr- stop treating black people like they're so fucking disposable, like you can literally just wipe the bottom of your shoes with them, off off on them? Like, when are we going to stop doing that shit? When, when, when will that become cool? Like, when will that become the trend and, like, really fucking stick throughout society? Like, what the fuck? Like, it is just so exhausting to see and especially because you're traumatizing young black kids six-year-old my daughter's six like you ain't gonna break her heart not in front of me dog like i'm gonna want to fight what the fuck like fuck is wrong with y'all i'm i fucking de-mask those masked idiots the mass idiots take it off take it off Take it off. Demask these idiots because they need to be known. Like, who got the gall to do these to these fucking kids? Who? Who got the gall? Please show them motherfuckers. Please show them because that shit is whack as hell. Some real loser shit. Like, real loser shit. Oh, my God. This actually just came to my head. (sighs) So, I was watching the... Carisha, please. I was listening to it, though. I wish I did watch it because I, I like to see facial reactions to certain things that just, like, has my face like, what the fuck was just said? Um, I was listening to Carisha, please, and she had Kevin Gates on there. She had Kevin Gates on the show, and he was a little bit everywhere with his narrative. Like, I love the stuff that he was saying about, you know, where he is with his health and... 
how he just sees food and how he sees just taking care of your body inside and out. And I, I appreciate and applaud all of that. However, it took a weird-ass, flip-ass turn when he just started talking about his him in the bedroom. Like, I don't know. Like, some women found that shit to be sexy and to each their to each their own. I always say it to each their motherfucking own. But for me, it was given heavy on the sexual trauma, which is something that he's discussed in previous interviews that he was sexually molested, traumatized as a child when he was 13 years old. And um, it was just a lot for me, just how he was just kind of like describing things like what he likes to do, what he needs to do to get off. Like it, it just was a lot. And for me, I don't know. It just was screaming a lot of red flags to, are you really okay? Are you really cured? Are you, are not that you'll ever be cured or healed completely from, um, your traumas and the things that you go through, but are you truly coping with them the right way? Because a lot of that shit, and trust me, trust, trust me, if I if I could tell you about my night last night, you would be like, Brittany, you ain't, you, you gave it up fulfilled. You gave it up, I gave it up fulfilled last night. Trust them, trust them, believe. However, I don't know, it just... Y'all listen to it. I don't. I'm gonna see if I could like get a clip up of it. Like, I just, I just felt like it was a lot. Like how he was describing things. It just wasn't attractive to me. It wasn't sexy to me. Um, mm, some stuff like I get it, but it's just, it just felt like real perform. I don't like anything that's performative. I hate when it just feels like you're doing a lot to prove a point, and I just. That's how it came across to me. Like, he was doing a lot to prove himself, who he was. And I never knew anything much about a Kevin Gates. Um, I don't know if I said Kevin Samuels or Kevin Gates. I'm smacked, so forgive me if I said Samuels. God bless the dead. Um, it just... It just was a lot. Like, oh, I need to spit in her butt. I need to eat her butt before I do, before I do that. Like, okay, I get it. Or, like, it was more him talking about, like, wanting to, like, have a threesome with a man and and his shorty. Like, oh, yeah, uh, watching him, like, fuck her. And, like, I can't even, like, I could say these words on normal, but when it's just, like, in this tone, it just felt so, y'all let me know how y'all felt about that. Like, because I was not, like, Oh yes, I was like, oh no, like, oh, I, I don't know, I don't want to hear. That's my personal preference. I don't want to hear a man talk about, especially a man who's, who is heterosexual, speaking on wanting to have sex with another man in the room. Like that's just weird to me. I don't know. To like I always said though, to each their own. Your choice. Your sex. You're a pop-off, do what you want to do. But, mm, ladies, y'all, y'all feel me. I know y'all feel me. I know y'all feel me. I know I am not alone. Y'all are here with me. 
one day I do want to get into to the conversation or I will real quick, like can uh ooh, maybe I'll clip this out. Can a man actually be bisexual? Like or is he gay and bisexual? You get what I'm saying? Like, is there an actual like is there such thing for me it's hard to like see it as oh you're oh you're you're bisexual like it's, no like it's kind of like oh you're gay and bisexual like you gay and you also deal with women as well like it's just kind of like i don't know but don't get me to talking this is a conversation me and my homegirls have all the time and it's just it's just a question that I have. Like, how do you? How is that identified? Even in the LGBT community, y'all put me on. Put me on game. Let me know if that's a thing. Is it uh, either or, or you're just one? You know what I mean. But also, that's <laughs> smack smack thoughts. Our obsession as Americans to label and title and call stuff stuff and it's just like a really weird obsession that i think oh my god i feel like it's a really weird obsession that we have and um i don't know i just feel like everything doesn't need to be defined all the time and that's coming from me someone who is a very black and white person um it's it's like we need that like is this is it's just a lot of things, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, whether it's social media, whether it, there's a lot of things where people are just like so gun ho on labeling something or titling it something or defining it something or making it super concrete, whether it's sexuality. There's a whole lot of things that like people are just so gun ho on just like putting a label on, you know, and I don't know if I talked about this in my last podcast, but I just do think it's kind of strange that everybody wants to have their labels of their pronouns, of their where they're binary, non-binary, gay, lesbian, queer, whatever. Every but it's just kind of like we're can I can I call myself a woman? Can I call myself a mother? Can I call and it's like. Like I always say, you don't have to put one thing down to uplift another. You don't have to shit on people who see the world in a previous in a previous way and not this current way. You don't have to. Everything can be okay as long as there's respect involved. But I do think that there's a crazy obsession with pinpointing and labeling everybody and everything and every situation. It just doesn't have to be that way. It's hella weird to me. It's super unnecessary. And I feel like it's something that we need to get out of sooner or later because it's tiring. It's super tiring. Um, Is there anything else that I want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. I watched Married at First Sight, the Boston season. Such a good season if you want to, like, binge watch something. Um, I love Married at First Sight. I love a show that you don't have to watch in a in order like American Horror Story is coming back um I love shows that you don't have to like if you didn't see the previous season you're not missing out on anything and um Married at Fight First Sight is that it's always like a new cast new people new couples yada yada and the Boston one was so good um 
I definitely would recommend watching that. I definitely will recommend watching a girl, the girl in the picture, a very good documentary, super weird, super creepy. But you know, us as humans now are obsessed with the weird shit. So, um, I would definitely recommend that. Um, what else did I watch? P Valley didn't come on this week, so there's that. Um, but I, I don't know if I spoke about that, but it was just like really sad to see um, his lover from jail like kill himself. And from somebody whose mother worked in corrections for a long period of time, um, I just know I've always had a fascination with the mind of an inmate because that just is a crazy life to have to succumb to after like you know being responsible for your actions whether you or actions that you don't aren't necessarily responsible for I think solitary if you remember like the Cleve Browner story and shit like that um no I don't want to say shit like that in situations like that um god bless his soul god bless the dead it's just that stuff like solitary confinement and just the prison system as much as people need to be held accountable for their crimes and things and their actions and the things that they've done sometimes certain people aren't deserving of it it, it can be it there's a balance of it, is it of it being excessive and it being necessary is it really rehabilitating people or is it just making people come out completely worse and that's exactly why the whole prison reform thing is going so we kudos to all the celebrities that are doing their best to help have some type of prison reform and get the people out of there that are there unnecessarily up out of there um because this shit is just, like, real sad to see. I remember that year when it was, like, freezing cold in New York. And just every year it's freezing cold. And these inmates are literally in there freezing to death, you know, being chewed up by rats and shit like that. And like I said, some of y'all deserve the shit y'all deserve. There just has to be a complete a complete reform. Like, there's got to be a way to, like, to just, like, get the, to, like, lessen some of these sentences Lesson, get some of these people out of here that don't, that, like, are in there for, like, fucking stupid bails and petty, petty crimes and marijuana and all that other stupid shit. Like, get all of those people up out of there so we can stop. Do you know how much it is to house a fucking inmate? Like, that shit is expensive. It's so fucking expensive. And it's just, like, yo, we're making people worse. It's fucking slavery. It's, it's just a lot. And... That show really just showed a glimpse of what it's doing to our men in jail, you know, from their sexuality to their mental to just how they're able to cope in the real world. That shit is just so sad to see. And I, it can over the next at least five to 10 years, it can be in a better place than where it is right now. But slowly but surely i do have faith that there is going to be some type of humanity in this there has to be because there's too much there's too much awakenings happening there's too much people just knowing better and wanting better and um yeah i don't i don't blame them and i and i'm i'm with it yo like i'm i'm so with it like because 
that episode was really hard to watch and really sad to see. And it's really real. Like some shit, like as much as like it is television, there's truth to everything and there's truth in art and that shit ain't with our stories. A lot of times it's us trying to put light on shit that people don't want to put light on or shed light on that's going on in our community. So I'm it was sad to see, but it was kind of very necessary to see as well. And um, I'm just very interested to see where the rest of the season is going. And also just um, shedding light on uh, Keyshawn and interracial dating and the there's not always glitz and glamour in that. And like I always say, a lot of people um, in our community kind of glorify just white culture and just the white experience and what it will be like to be with a white guy. And this is in a third. And not to say that everyone is going to be that, but at the same time, it's not always going to be the fairy tale that you um, think it's going to be, you know? So just as like i said as much as it is television take the gems from it take take what you need from it because they're like remember from don't be a menace while drinking juice in the hood da, da, da. there would be like message message like and a lot of that episode for me was given a lot of messages that i picked up and that i received so if you haven't got caught up on p valley go watch p valley I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, um, for my people who love, like, food shows, I've been watching MasterChef uh, back back again. It's like a redemption season where pretty much they have old contestants that pretty much lost the first time around come back and rede- um, redeem themselves to try to win MasterChef again. So um, that's pretty cool to watch, especially if you've been watching it before and seeing old faces. They even have some kids that are fucking grown adults now um, on it. And, um, yeah, I really, 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 really loved watching that. Oh, quick question, y'all. Um, there were some things that um, I wanted to ask, like, I was watching that whole little beef thing with Miami, well, Tommy and Miami and Santana's friend. And I just feel like um, that is a prime example of knowing who you're going out with. And although going out is just going out, and not to say that that's their bestie or whatever, I don't know who the girl was for sure, but sometimes you got to know who you're around and the shit that comes around, comes with them, because having somebody who wants to be messy and is always talking shit and trouble comes their way, that shit is going to come your way as well, and don't nobody got time for other people's bullshit, especially shorty that you ain't really cool with like that, you know what I mean, that we're only in, like, circumstantial situations with, you know, so, I mean, if we got to rob, we got to rob at the same motherfucking time, don't nobody, can't you, don't you hate being around that bitch that always got a fucking problem with some motherfucking body, like, goddamn, like, we can't go no fucking where, like, what the fuck, like, Oh, that shit is hella annoying, but I do love the way Tommy handles it, her, handles herself, and I need to give people grace to change, give people grace to be better, do better, and to 
just be new people. We're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. And even though you may have known or met somebody one way, that doesn't mean you know who they are today and that they are that person today. So give people the grace and space that they need to grow and be better people. Um, also with that, I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. And one thing that I will say is in this last episode, Marlo... Marlo went away, he had a trip to kind of just regroup from after sending the boys, her nephews, away. She sent them away to her sister's house so that way um, she could kind of get a break from just the trials and tribulations of becoming a new parent. Um, And I agree with, like, a lot of people were giving her shit for, like, oh, my gosh, you can't just, like, tell them and get out. They're going to break their hearts, da-da-da-da. And... I get that as well. I think there's a way you say things and how you say things. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. But for somebody who hasn't been a mom or isn't used to being responsible for another human being, like to take on two whole people is not an easy task. So I don't think that she was wrong for wanting a break. I do think that she was wrong for how she said what she said to them. Um, I also think it is weird if I'm having something for me and we are friends or frenemies or whatever the case may be. If you don't fuck with me, don't come, don't participate. Don't, don't be here. Don't do anything. I don't think she was wrong in wanting that and expecting that from Kenya at all. Um, however, I do think that Kenya was trying to make it about her even how she came there like oh is everybody asking about me is people wondering like it's just a lot and and like marlo realizes they're very much similar than they are different and i just think that either they're going to be the best of friends or the worst of friends and that's just what we've seen over season after season after season dubai is completely deboring to me and i have no desire to watch that season at all it is it, i don't it feels like i said performative people are trying to look their best act their best yada 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 pack it up i'm okay mm, not the best of the new seasons i get trying to bring back the money and the wealth back into the franchise but however it just wasn't given to me hasn't been given to me lisa is beautiful to me it was great to see phaedra again but bring your ass back to atlanta and both of them could be on atlanta all black girls bring them to atlanta with the exception of that african one um she's a little weird um and she's definitely super performative and trying to like just be a certain way on camera that is super unnecessary but that's all I have to say about Dubai besides it being deboring. Um, other than that, I really don't have much else. We're going to vibe out a little bit more. Um, I don't really know where I'd be feeling to go with, with shit. I've been in a little bit of an R&B. An R&B vibe. So I'm going to see if I can get us a little bop. Give me one second, y'all. But I will say for YouTube, thank you so much. If you want to see the full episode with the music, with everything in there, come and join on Patreon. $3 a month, baby. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing, y'all. So, um, yeah, let me see what I'm feeling. Let me see.
through here. Come I've on. got this feeling I can't turn it loose. That's oh shit, my bad, y'all.
Switch it up on y'all. And we out of here. We done after this. Straight Cisco. Put some respect on that man.
I'm about to get up out of here. I'm about to record a little two pose later. And subscribe to my Patreon. I'm having fun over there. Download the app. Click the link in my bio. Subscribe to my Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we out of here. It's the cream of the crop. I got green, I got drops. Swear I only fought the once, but she feed in the lot. Hey, turn a Mago Valley like I'm speaking the pot. Hey, oh, yeah. that's it, y'all. Bye.